Hey, what's up, everybody? Did you miss me? Oh my God, I've missed you. I know you miss me. And I'm not back in New York yet. I am still in Houston for my birthday weekend. And when I tell you, okay, Coach Vaughn is on. Yes, Coach Vaughn is on and popping. Welcome to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. Thank you for tuning in so that you could get a, a good taste of the shenanigans of my birthday weekend out here in H-Town. What's up, h town it is a fun fun place let me tell you and i kicked off my birthday weekend at the toyota center for the big three opening games it is their season two and when i tell you last year i didn't go to any of the games unfortunately uh i watched some of it on tv when i tell you i'm sort of the opposite i love watching nba games on tv I, I get to catch, capture every moment. I don't miss a thing by looking down and grabbing my popcorn and, and doing nothing silly like that and missing a good play. And if I do, it's a quick little replay happening right there, right fast. And even though the Secaucus Replay Center gets on my damn nerves, it's very useful just in case I had went to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Because they take forever to get to a, a call. So by the time by the time the Secaucus Replay Center tells you, you know, what the actual final call is, you could have went to the bathroom, filed for your taxes, raised three kids, and watched a whole nother game. So anyway, when I watched the big three games the first season on television, I, I really wasn't feeling it. I, I'm supporting the whole movement of it and I know it's new and fresh and Ice Cube and, and all partners involved and all the players and coaches and everything they need some time to really get it together and get the rhythm of what it is and build it up so I'm all for it I'm all down when I tell you though being at the game was so fun so I'm the opposite when it's a real NBA game I like going to the games. Don't get me wrong. I love Madison Square Garden. Let's go Knicks. I have fun at the Barclays Center. And if LeBron so happens to go to Philly, I told you I'm going to be driving down to Philly so much. I might as well move the damn Philly. That is thunder and lightning in the background. If you can hear that. Uh, <laughs> I am, like I said, I'm still in Houston and it decided to be a rainy mess today, which is good because I've been running around doing so much. I haven't been able to record my podcast. So this rain is keeping me in for a bit. So if you hear thunder and lightning, that's all that is. Anyway, getting back to what I was saying, I prefer to watch NBA games on television, although I do have a good time when I see them live. And no, LeBron is not going to Philly. Get that out y'all heads. However, <clears throat> completely opposite when it comes to the big three games, I had a ball at the three big three games, uh, trolling everybody. Now, <clears throat> if you are following me on Twitter and Instagram, like you should be, then you will already know because you would have been in my IG stories. You would have seen me posting. You would have seen me trolling everybody and having a good old fun time and yelling, <clears throat> excuse me, yelling and screaming and being silly. You would have seen all that. But if you are not following me on Instagram and Twitter, you missed out on a fun, good old time. So go to Twitter and Instagram. It's the same handle at Vaughn DiCarlo, or you could just put in a hashtag in your search bar, coach Vaughn V O N and you'll find me. I'm easy to find. And if you're listening to the podcast, then you already know who I am. And thank you for being here. Let's build it up. You know, I love numbers cause like ball don't lie. Numbers don't lie, especially in the podcast game and the business I am in. So thank you for all your support. 
But my birthday weekend has been so much fun. Like I said, I kicked it off at the big three games. And when I tell you, I had so much fun. Of course, the highlight of the games was Nate Robinson. Now, at the big three games, what happens is there's there's four, um, there's eight teams, four games. And it's first to 50. So the first team, second team, third team, fourth team, and of course the fourth team is like the 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 bigger, better teams. So Nate Robinson, of course, is on one of the the the. Uh, I don't want to say better teams because all the teams were pretty fun. But when I tell you Nate Robinson is a superstar that should still be in the NBA, I really don't understand why Nate is not in the NBA. I really don't get it to be honest. He is so good. And when I tell you, everyone got their applause when they came out. You know, there were some legends in the building. Like, I met Dr. J, y'all. I was hype. I don't get hype meeting celebrities or athletes because I feel like, for the most part, they're my coworkers in a sense. As a person that's in the entertainment business, I'm not one that's easily starstruck. But when you meet someone that's so legendary, you just have to bow down. It's almost hard to not be starstruck when you're standing next to and having a conversation with the real goat. If you want to talk about goats of goats of goats, I know I ride hard for LeBron versus MJ, but at the end of the day, all of them can lay down and, and take a soup, some soup and a blanket and sit back and enjoy the real goat, Dr. J. Dr. J invented swag. Jay-Z might've said he invented swag. But Dr. J invented swag. If you don't know the history of Dr. J and that afro and them dunks and that swag on that court, then you and I can't have a conversation. You understand what I'm saying? He and go look it up on YouTube. There is a video of Dr. J. I don't know exactly how old he is right now, but there is a YouTube video floating around from a couple years ago when I believe he was 63. I don't know when this video was posted, but I know in the video, he was dunking the ball at 63. Stop playing. Stop playing. You can't talk to me about nothing when it comes to no Dr. J. So here I am at the big three games, having a great time with my family and it's, it's a lot of fun shenanigans happening. It's like the games are for real, but are they for real? It's like exhibition slash real and everybody's having a good time. And But like if something happens, like Nate gets into a fight, big surprise, big surprise. And then they have Smokey from Friday as the sound effects. Like they'll get into their tussle and you'll hear Smokey go, damn, in the background. So it's, is half exhibition and fun, half real. But Nate Robinson and Rashad McCants uh, get into a little fight. And, you know, it's it, first of all, Nate Robinson, out of everybody there, I believe was taking it the most serious, as he should. He is so good. And again, like I said, put in your vote, argue with me, whatever you want to do. I do polls on Instagram and Twitter as well. And I did one. And the poll said, should Nate Robinson still be in the NBA? Yes or no? And it came back 90%, I believe, people said he should still be in the NBA. I'm going to assume the other 10% of people that said no hit the button by the no button by mistake because I have no idea really why this man is not 
in the NBA. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So Nate Robinson, of course, the smallest man on the court, he, um, he let everyone know. You know how Nate Robinson is. He might be the tiniest man on the court, but he is going to let you know he is there and he will dunk in your face. He is a three-time slam dunk champion, okay, on the NBA floor. Do you know how, not just physically strong you have to be, but mentally strong and ghetto you have to be to win the slam dunk contest in the NBA three times? And I believe it was three times in a row, but it don't really matter. It was three times. How do you have to slam? You're, you're five foot seven? Soaking wet, okay. You are five foot seven listed or five foot eight listed in the NBA. We know the NBA give y'all that extra inch for shoes because they don't make you take them them shoes off. They might as well have on um, Prince high heels when they get measured because they give them all a, a couple extra inches. So I don't know if Nate is five seven, five eight, or five two. What I do know is that he is a three time slam dunk champion in the NBA and don't let's not ever forget the moments he had with Shaq when when Shaq picked him up midair remember that but yeah Nate got him back down the court got he got him back slammed right on Shaq's big old head but anyway um so like I said it's first to 50 so this was the most competitive game the, the game that Nate was in, and it's Trilogy versus, I'm sorry, my internet connection is, is slow here for whatever reason, but the two teams were going back to back. It's, um, well, whatever, um, whatever, just having a lot of slow issues. Maybe it's the thunder and the rain. I'm sorry, I forgot the names of the teams. Whatever, Trilogy, Tri-State, whatever. I believe those are the names of the team. Um, but the most important thing I want to talk about is Nate Robinson being the highlight of it. And these are the two, most two competitive teams on the floor out of the, the, the four games. This was the most competitive game at the end. It was the grand finality, finale. It all makes sense. You know, Amar St Amari Stoudemire was there, stat looking. You know, he got his dreads. You know, we was dreads cousins. <laughs> Nate had his twists in, but I don't know if Nate was wearing dreads, twists, or just 90s braids like Kane. Uh, not Kane, like O-Dog in Menace to Society. But either way, either way, you know, when the players come out on the floor, everybody got their respectful claps. When they said Nate Robinson, when I tell you that arena blew its top off, this man is a superstar. I do not understand, like I said, why he is not in the NBA. I, I thought it was super disrespectful when I saw him playing in, in the D-League, G-League. I was like, well, I still can't call it G-League, y'all. I'm... I'm just stuck in my way. Somebody help me. The G League. I was like, what is Nate Robinson? This is Nate Robinson playing in the G League? This just doesn't even make any sense. I mean, if you're going to retire and be in a big three, that's very respectable. I'm not saying that the G League, G League isn't respectable, but that is a developmental league. Um, I'm not sure that Nate Robinson needs no type of development. I don't know. Maybe he was there to help the others. But I just, when I saw that he was playing in the G League, I was like, oh, what is going on here? My heart is broken for him. I don't understand 
what it is and what is going on. Um, but, you know, he had 11 seasons in the NBA, which came to a halt, I believe, in 2016. So I don't know. There was a moment, you know, getting into life stuff. There was a moment where Nate Robinson opened up about his mental health related issues in his career. And he said um, there was a quote of him saying the NBA gave me depression. I've never been a depressed person in my life. I was trying to change. Nobody would ever know the real struggles that I had to fight to try to be somebody that I wasn't. That was the hardest thing in my career. Not basketball, not working out, not my children, but the hardest thing in my whole life of my 34 years in existence on this earth was dealing with 11 years in the NBA of trying to be somebody um, that NBA coaches wanted me to be. Now, I just read that quote from Nate Robinson. It makes me so sad. And, you know, since he has left the NBA, he's played in Israel, Venezuela. Um, he did go overseas. Like I said, I was brokenhearted when I saw him in um, the the D-League, G-League uh training camps for the NBA and all that stuff. And I'm like, this is Nate Robinson, y'all. What is going on here? And at the end of the day, we'll never really know. We'll never really know. But what we do know is, and what I want to get into, money can't buy you happiness. And people think that athletes, comedians, actors, People that are in the entertainment business, singers, rappers, whatnot, people think that just because they are celebrities, you know, they're famous, they have money, that that automatically makes them happy. What people don't understand is, I don't know why they don't understand it, because Puffy and Biggie told us years ago, more money, more problems. Um, but it doesn't really sink in until you have to actually live it. And everybody deals with things differently. Now, Nate Robinson seems to be one of the most physically and mentally strong people that you would ever see on the outside looking in. And I'm not definitely not saying that he's weak because of mental issues and depression. We all go through it and have to fight through it. But the thing that I want to chime in on what it sounds like made it so difficult for him is that they were trying to force him to be something that he is not. And I could understand that because in the entertainment business, you will get a lot of, um, and we, especially comics, because, you know, comedy can be a very dangerous place to be, you know, especially in these most sensitive times that we, we're in where our politicians could say whatever the F they want, but entertainers and, and comedians can't say anything. I have to apologize for blinking. But, you know, people will get attached to your personality. Like I have, you know, my whole Coach Vaughn sports sports talk and, and you know, all the stuff that I do. Love basketball comedy and la di da di da di da so there may be some entities that would be interested in in certain parts of me, but then other certain parts of me, they'll be like, oh, can you be yourself, but be a little less of yourself? Can you be honest, but don't be so honest? Or can you find a different way to say the truth without saying the truth? And if you 
if you step far too far into the darkness of uh, adjusting who you are, it can be a very, very dark place. Now, I'm not saying there are no compromises. We all have to make compromises in our life, in our jobs, in our family, and everything that we do, there will always be compromises. But I could imagine after 11 years of putting in a lot of hard work into a company, because that's what the NBA is. It's, it's a company where you have hierarchy, you have bosses, you have people telling you what to do, you have the people telling you how to dress. Hell, in the NFL, you have people telling you how you should feel about the damn flag and if you sh you're allowed to kneel or not. So, you know, making them subscribe to their politics of the owners or whatnot. So you could, you could look at it any way you want. But when you get too far in and you're unhappy, it's okay to say, look, I'm done with this. Now, in Nate Robinson's case, I don't know if he said, I'm done with this. I'm not, it's not clear. I know that he was being honest and, and saying there were things that was not working for me that I had to fight against. And what I do know, and like, like, just like I am as a comic, and, and if you've listened to my podcast before, you know that I, I adore athletes because of their mentality and their strict discipline and the way they think, right? So if I'm thinking in terms of as, as a comic, it would be very hard for me not to get on, to, it would be very hard for me to get on stage and try to tell my jokes in the style of, um, hypothetically speaking, George Carlin. George Carlin was a very political comic. You know, I have some political commentary in my stand-up, but most of it is from my own life experiences, the race stuff that I talk about. You know, I'll chime in on certain issues because I'm a black woman. I'm half white, half black. You know, some of those issues leads me into, you know, things that that are relatable to people like my, my bits about being a mother, my bits about um, being single and, and all these things of my life. But today's world and politics certainly will find its way into any set that I am doing. Absolutely. But let's say someone said, Hey Vaughn, we like your look. We like your personality. We just don't like what you're talking about. We want you to go study George Carlin. And I want you to come out and try and walk, talk and have his same rhythm and political commentary. Now, I'm a comic. I could do jokes and probably figure it out. I'm like, do you want me to do uh, an impersonation, right? So you get where I'm going with this. Exaggerating a point to make a, a, a point. I don't know what they wanted Nate to do. That was not specific in his quote. But what I'm saying is, as an athlete, you have a particular style of play. And yes, you have to adjust to different teams, to different players, to maybe even to different positions, which LeBron, you know, is definitely the king of. He plays all positions, but not everybody can do that. Um, so I don't know what the specifics of this particular, you know, thing that Nate was talking about when he said 11 years of people wanting to be something that I'm not. I don't know specifically what that is, but I know as an artist in general, it is very hard to 
Because art, and yes, I do consider athletes, artists in a sense, especially basketball players, because it's certain rhythm, a certain style, a certain thing that you have to do to perform well. And any artist will tell you, singer, rapper, actor, um, uh, uh, comedians and athletes and anyone in an entertainment business will tell you, even a director, they all have a particular style and rhythm that, that they have to they they have to do in order to perform well. Now, what makes it so hard in basketball is because it's a team sport. You're not playing by yourself. So you are always adjusting your, your style of play to fit in to a team style of play. I'm going to go ahead and assume and, and guess, even though it wasn't specified in his quote, that he's not talking about having to adjust to different teams and different styles of play for different teammates. He's far too experienced um, for me to believe that that's what he meant. It sounds like it's something deeper and it's heartbreaking because I can't imagine if, if you know anything about Nate Robinson, Sports is his life. He can play football, basketball. Like he is just an athletic dude. So for him to be so young and still so athletic and strong with, I don't believe he has any major injuries that will withhold him from playing the sport that he loves. I can't imagine not being able to do what I love to do and that what I have worked so hard to do and earned. And I just can't do it because of politics. How heartbreaking is that? Colin Kaepernick is in that situation right now. He may never work in the NFL again. And people are like, oh, he'll have money. He'll be an activist, da, 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 da. And you know what? Sometimes God's plan is bigger for you than your dream to, to have any particular uh, career. I get it. However, Colin Kaepernick worked very hard and earned a position in, in the field of his choice and his talent and his dream. And it was taken away from him because, because of politics. It's heartbreaking. It's completely heartbreaking. And, you know, I hope, I hope it's nothing that I would ever have to deal with myself. God always has a plan, like I said, that's bigger than what our earthly eyes can see. So I would, you know, hope that if anything that took me away from doing comedy that I will be understanding, but I will be like, look, God, we're going to have to sit down and talk about this for a minute because look, I'm reclaiming my time out here in these streets. I already have dedicated myself, you know, in a relationship. I dedicated myself as a mother. I've done a lot for a woman that was putting herself third. Don't take this away from me now. You know, what's the higher purpose? And we always have to look at that. Like, what is our higher purpose? And we all influence we all influence others differently, whether it's Nate Robinson playing basketball and influencing people through his him on the floor, you know, kids or whatnot. And it's not just other kids who want to play basketball. Hell, he inspires me. I don't I'm not an athlete at all. I don't play basketball, but athletes that I admire on the floor because of their discipline and and their struggles. Like it's easy to be a Nate Robinson fan. Because I, I joked about his height, as many people do probably his whole life. But do you know how fierce and disciplined you have to be to make it as far as he made it in the NBA and be as valuable and successful as he has been in the NBA and be his height? 
that's the type of the, you know, underdog that I respect and that I will follow. I read his book, Heart, Heart Over Height, all of that. Very, very strong individual and very strong man to also admit that he is having or was, or, or I don't know if it's clear if it's still ongoing with him, but some mental issues. And it sounds like he's being responsible um, speaking out about it. And also I'm going to assume he's, you know, getting help and, and therapy and stuff because there has been a lot of suicides and it it's coming from people and entertainment that you may look at and think their life is great. But we all, I don't think depression is exclusive to anyone. I think we all suffer from some form of it, some form of, we all have some form of a, a mental health issue, especially artists um, and comics. Lord Jesus, we are very, very disturbed people, but, but that's okay. You know, for, for me, I have a lot of, a lot of hardships, a lot of things that I love making people laugh. And I feel like I know the reason God gave that to me as a gift is because I have suffered a lot. There's things that I just probably would never even talk about just because the, the things that happened to me in my childhood and stuff can affect people that are still alive in my family. And I respectfully speaking, I may be ready to talk about some things that other people are not. So let's just leave it there and say, from the time I woke up in the projects, I woke up in poverty, okay? The first memory I have as a, a little person on this earth is in poverty and, and all the struggles in, of that and then some. So I woke up in hardship and I've had some pretty good moments in life and a, a, a lot of pretty horrible moments in life and I'm, I'm pushing through. I'm pushing through and I'm pushing through and I know that I've suffered from you know, different forms of depression and sadness. And when I tell you that I understand that God given me the gift of laughing through things and, and being able to make other people laugh as a gift, honestly, why that makes me feel so good to make other people laugh is because I know how hard life is. And if people are buying tickets or, or or seeking out comedy in any sense, it's because they need a relief from life. I know how hard life is. I know you need to laugh. And I thank God that he gave me that gift to give to others. Because if I could do that, if I can inspire people and make them laugh and maybe help them not, you know, go home and commit suicide, you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what happened when they came into that comedy club that day seeking a laugh. And if I made that person laugh and made their life a little bit brighter and they were able to, like I always use the hashtag, stay in the light a little bit longer instead of going too far down that dark, depressed road where I, I, I always say, if you go too far in the dark, it's, you don't want to go too far in the dark. You don't want to go too far down that road. Because those voices inside your head will start pulling you, pulling you, pulling you, pulling you further in until you get to the end where there's no hope. And then what? Then what? Then it's, you know, next thing you know, someone is talking about 
such and such killed themselves or shot up a school or did this or did that or it. There is love still in this world if you yourself give it. That's a fact. And I still have love and hope in my heart because no matter how far I get down in, and I do get pretty dark. I get pretty freaking dark. You just don't know what happens, you know, behind closed private doors in anybody's life. It gets pretty dark. It gets pretty lonely. But I keep pulling myself and I keep saying, you know, stay in the light, stay in the light. Because I wholeheartedly believe, just like I believe the further you go down into the darkness, it ain't nothing but negativity there to pull you down. Likewise, I believe that if you stay in the light and you go closer and closer to God, which is the light, you will grow in the light. It'll get more and more positive and, and grow and grow and grow. There's positivity in those dark corners, but the further you get into the darkness, you can't see them anymore. You ignore them. You don't believe in them. That's called having a lack of hope. So just because you're staying in the light doesn't mean there's not negative moments within that light. But the more positive you are and the more and the closer you get to God, which is the light and, the, and, and then the, all the negativity around seems small and you can ignore that and or not ignore it, but handle it better. I hope you can see um, what I mean. And I hope that Nate Robinson finds a sense of self in the big three. I had a wonderful time at the game and he was certainly, I had many, many highlights, but um, of course I don't have time to go into every little detail. Maybe I'll pick it up next week. Maybe I'll talk about it when I'm on Power Hour, Sirius XM channel 126. Make sure you're listening to me. Um, I'm Godfrey's fill-in. If you d don't know comedian Godfrey, check him out as well. Funny guy, but when he's on the road, he can't go into his show. And I am his permanent filling, fill in. And it's a fun, fun, fun gig, I must say. Um, I'm still in Houston. I had a fun show on my birthday yesterday. I am going to be at Gotham next month. I'm going to be at Fat Black Pussycat next month. Um, a lot of dates coming up for me, for you guys to come out and see me doing stand-up comedy. Please do come out. Allow me to make my very best and humble attempt to make you laugh and make life a little bit brighter for you. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'll post all the dates and stuff um, when and where I'm going to be on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, chime into this conversation. Make sure you are downloading and subscribing to this podcast. Numbers matter in this business. I always say it. Help me grow. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Coach Vaughn podcast is not just about sports. It's about love, basketball, and comedy. I use sports to anchor into conversations, real life conversations like we just had about Nate Robinson and mental health. And these things are very important. I try not to get too deep. I try to keep it a little light. You know, we want to have fun. I don't want to make people sad and 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 tear up i do want you know to have real moments with you though like we've been doing thank you for my old schools that have been here from day one and um thank you to the newcomers who have just jumped on board of team vaughn the train is moving train is moving go to coachvon.com 
to get all links to everything just to make it easy you could get links to all my social media accounts my book speak fluent man um you can read my bio there if you don't know anything about me and you're like who is this i love her i need to know more yes you do go to coachvon.com links to everything i am so glad that you are listening and i hope that i can always um, make you laugh, inspire, encourage, and all those good things. All right. So until next time, Coach Vaughn out.